Hey, I'm Gabriel. And I'm Steluza. And you're listening to TeamX. A podcast where we're all about helping leaders and their teams unleash their superpowers and maximize results. We're both professional coaches and very passionate about everything that has to do with improving team dynamics, helping them work as a coherent system, and achieve high performance. Whether you're new to leading teams or have been at it for a while, this is the right place to be if you want to take your team to the X level. Thanks for tuning in. Hello and welcome to a new episode of Team X where we want to inspire leaders, bring them together, help their teams reach new goals. I'm Steluta Leu. My co-host today is Gabriel Trandafirescu. Hi, Gabe. Hi, Steluta. We are professional coaches. Um, we are also business partners. We are also life partners and Together, we work with leaders and their teams to unleash their superpowers and maximize results. In today's episode, we're going to talk about two types of leadership that we are very familiar with, and we've seen all of us working with teams and working within teams also. And these are the two types of leadership, uh, top-down management and circular leadership. We're going to talk about circular uh, leadership and what is it. We're going to talk about top-down management and what is this. We're going to also cover team dynamics and how team dynamics, a team dynamic influences the team's results and about how you can change your team dynamic so that you can achieve the high results that you want for your team. So I'm going to share with you how we came across uh, this idea for this episode. Um, it came from... Um, a communication that I received from a leader that I work with. And it was a video communication, uh, a video sent out to, to the team members. And the, uh, the, e- the intro started with I and my team achieved this, put together this, and it was all about I and my team. And the two of us watched that video and it got us thinking that it was actually Gabe who uh, caught on this positioning about I and my team. And um, we started talking about how this I and my team actually influences the dynamic in, in, in a team. And uh, drilling down into this team, we realized that there are actually uh, forces within that team that were competing. There, is, there was no harmony between that team as we were drilling more and more down into, into the dynamic of this team. So. This is how we came across. So the idea of I and my team versus us is uh, probably a debatable discussion because there are circumstances in which the I and my team, the top-down management style, it is needed, but we will be covering that um, later. But when we are trying to improve team dynamics, uh, probably the us approach is the one that goes better. At least this is what we're seeing as team coaches. And this is what we see that improves a team dynamic. So let's start from the very beginning, Gabe, and let's talk about team dynamics first. Because at Rosenthal Coaching, we talk about team dynamics quite a lot and uh, how a team dynamic influences team results. So um, talk about, let's, let's talk about team dynamics and how a team dynamic influences team results, please. Sure. And uh, thank you for uh, uh, sharing uh, how we got to the story. And this is very interesting because to the to the subject. And uh, this is very interesting because 
like a lot of our experience and how we approach uh, and how we adjust our our systemic team coaching comes from real life um, examples and from real life teams. Uh, like a lot of other um, approaches come from more like literature and uh, you know uh, school type uh, kind of approaches and techniques and mechanics. But what what we're proud to do is is to get real feedback and then real uh, examples from real companies and organizations and and work with those and apply and adjust and uh, see what's really working. So this is how we apply our systemic team coaching. But going back to the dynamics that you mentioned, Stavuta, it's very interesting because um, the top-down management, as you said, it's useful uh, mostly in the military and where you know the, the military leaders need to make sure the soldiers uh, obey orders and they are doing exactly what, what they need to do to either save a country or, you know, invade a country, but, uh, <laughs> or uh, other military stuff that I don't know. But, uh, uh, and also it's used in, in many of the corporate structures when um, it's really useful, but also when it's not really useful. And that's the problem, really. Okay. So, but I, I do understand when we use this type of approaches, but tell us what team dynamic is in a yeah. team. Right, so that people yeah. understand the forces that are, you know, what is actually it's a force, yeah. and we know what it is. But just explain a bit more and how it influences achieving results when mm -hmm. uh, the team dynamic is not running uh, smoothly, when there's no, um, the energy is not flowing because uh, we are all energy, right? So in a team, there's also energies, and the team dynamic is actually the underlying energy. So please do talk about uh, the uh, the team dynamic in itself. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. It's a, it's a, it's an energy and it's a structure of, um, uh, interfaces between team members that it's usually unseen and is not something that you put in a, in a corporate presentation. Uh, but is the, is the driving force, uh, which is behind every kind of, uh, team structure and, um, uh, uh hierarchy and, and any kind of, you know, formal type of, um, uh, I would say, uh, subordination or leadership. But the team dynamics is the force that drives everything else. And it drives the power plays in a team, which are very, very important. The factions in a team, uh, the way uh, the team members relate to each other and to the leaders, uh, the way they are engaged, uh, it, it's directly related to the, to the team dynamics and energy. Uh, and everything else which you cannot put on a chart, on a corporate chart, or on a typical uh, report that you know all all companies are doing, you, it's it's, it's uh, all that, that is unseen, but it's actually the driving force. It's it's pretty much if you compare it to um, uh, the universe, let's say, to make like a visual representation. Uh, maybe uh, our viewers know, some would know or some would not know, which are not science geeks, but uh, it, it's a funny fact that uh, over 95% of what we perceive in the universe is actually we cannot, we cannot see or measure with our senses, but it's the dark energy and the dark uh, force that is driving all the universe. What we see, the actual, you know, the, the material and everything that 
you can measure and observe is just 5% or less than 5% of the whole universe. The, the team dynamics is pretty much the same thing. It's like well, well, the only thing that really makes the difference within the team performance. So if you have a healthy um, interface and um, cohesion between team members, if the, if the team members are, uh, you know, talking in a single voice and they, are, they work as a symphony, then you have a healthy team dynamics and you have a beautiful sound and results on the other side and then consistent ones. If team dynamics are affected by, you know, power plays and, and uh, guerrilla, uh, if you will, uh, fights, which almost always happen, again, below the radar, yeah, you cannot pinpoint those kind of stuff in, in, in uh, corporate reports or regular team meetings. That's where the power of, you know, either make it or break it in a team lies in, the, in those interfaces and things that makes the team dynamics um, uh, come together. Thank I you. hope and I answered I, yeah. the question. And I, I love the, the analogy that you had with, um, with a symphony, uh, the team creating a symphony when, when it is coherent, there is, when there is coherence between the team members. So let's move down. Let's move now to um, what you started uh, referring to: the top-down management uh, approach, right? Mm -hmm. And what is it? So it's basically a very simple form of communication. It's a clear and I, I, I would say, hopefully, clear and direct most of the time, and it includes like just sending down the food chain from the you know the top uh, CEO or whatever. Um, structure at the top it is, but usually it's a CEO coming down from the board towards uh, senior management and middle management and all the other people in the structure, what needs to be done, right? So as I said, this is uh, a very um, uh, functional and uh, it's needed when it, when it comes to, you know, just basic instructional type of things and uh, the things that uh, include a very clear task um, lists and and you know things that people need to be doing and they need to know so they need to be instructed. However, when it's not useful, it's when uh, it involves uh, the team's uh, drive to do stuff and to become better and to set team goals and to um, work interdependently and to align their visions and values and beliefs and all the other stuff that, again, it's below the radar and usually it's uh, hidden uh, un until a leader who's um, more inspired than others decides to bring it out. And that's where we come in and help them do that. So, so I'm switching to the second one, which is uh, the circular leadership. And it, I hope the, our viewers uh, notice the difference because the first style is management. The second one we call leadership because a true leader is first and foremost a leader when they feel part of the team, not me and the team, but we are the team. And that's uh, uh, how you um, put the title of our uh, episode today. And it's very, very important. And I hope people will see that. Uh, that U.S. doesn't come from the United States, but from us, which is uh, the team and the leader 
is is within the team, not outside the team. So when when the leader is among the others, uh, they can successfully uh, co-create a circle. Yeah, it's a circle. So everything goes around, and everybody feels included in the circle. And if you will, that you know, the, uh, a very um, I would say powerful uh, visual representation is uh, when you think of a circle, you think of a trust circle, you know, inner inner trust, and you trust those people because they are in your circle. And the circular leadership um, leverages on, on that type of uh, dynamic and trust and um, inclusion of the people in the circle. So everybody who's inside a, uh, hopefully a circular leadership team uh, feels that they have a voice, that they their voice is uh, somehow coherent, but it's not the same. Coherent doesn't mean that they are like, you know, 10 people saying the same thing. No, coherence means whatever one says is in line and in, in the same uh, value uh, and beliefs and harmony with the others, but they are complementary. That's the beauty of a circular leadership. So everybody brings in something and together they build something. It's like a they. If you deconstruct a, a, a pie, you know it, it, it's just the reverse process. Everybody brings together a piece of the pie, and together you have a pie. So that's I would say a, a circular leadership. Everybody brings their own unique uh, skill set and personality and preferences and uh, vulnerabilities and everything they have. Everybody brings everything, and they are all accepted. This is a circular leadership, and the leader uh, makes everyone feel a part of uh, everything they do. And uh, this is very rare to when you say, like, like indeed, it's very rare, but hopefully we are uh, finding more and more leaders um, willing to do that and not being afraid to let go of that power that, you know, you feel uh, uh, that you somehow deserve when you're a leader. But when you share that power and when you make the team members part of the power to decide things and to build together, that is the most powerful leader that can ever be. And they are not usually afraid to uh, take on bold goals and, uh, you know, uh, uh, things that other leaders might, might be afraid because they, they, by letting go, they think they lose power, uh, which is obviously not correct. <laughs> Yeah, thank you. And I think uh, I, I just wanted to add something because you used a word that I think it's uh, very important when you, you when you're practicing circular leadership and you're, you're learning the skill of leading your team this way. It is inclusion, right? Mm -hmm. Because and not only accepting so not only acknowledging everyone's skills and what they bring to the table, but also accepting them and relying on each other and also acknowledging that we cannot do it all. We do not know it all. There are other people whose backgrounds, whose experience might differ, differ from us, but might be complementary to us mm -hmm. and might actually, despite the difference, all together help us achieve a team's mm. goal. And I think probably for, for me, it is uh, the, the example that I started giving lately is 
the way we interact, the two of us as the leaders running our organization, uh, you are the visionary, you are the one that sets high goals and uh, uh, creates the vision for a long-term vision, whilst I'm the person who is day-to-day -day action. I, you are the one who dreams to go to the Mars, but I'm the one who thinks that before flying to Mars, we need to have to build a spaceship, we need to hire the astronauts, we need to train them, we need to train the team. So prior to us coming together, we used to have these agreements because we were not acknowledging ourselves for, mm -hmm. for what we were bringing in the table and we were not um, uh, allowing this diversity of opinions mm -hmm. and experiences to, uh, to help us achieve a common goal. Once we learn to apply the uh, this type of leadership, uh, the inclusion, uh, and to, to allow this uh, diversity of opinions, of experiences, of visions uh, to come together, it is way easier to achieve um, uh, the goal uh, mm. of a team, right? In our case, our, our Rosenthal coaching team. And I think we can also see, because uh, we were talking about circular leadership, I think probably if you guys are fans of Elon Musk, I think we can see that Elon Musk, if, if any of you watch the doc Netflix documentaries on Elon Musk's um, um, launches to, to, to the outer space, you can see there how his team is invested in his dream, in achieving his goals. And I think it is for us as team coaches, coaches and who specialize in team dynamics, I think we can see and we can for sure say that he applies the circular leadership style because his team is really invested and they all are so uh, uh, driven towards achieving his, uh, his dreams of, uh, of making this world uh, a, a multi-planetary World, I think that's what his uh, his uh, his dream is, right? So, the those were my two senses on the topic. Um, I wanted to talk about um, how a leader can influence because we were talking about team dynamics and how important it is that it is the underlying force that drives uh, a team and uh, a team's results. How can a leader change the team dynamics by changing? their leadership style. How can you do that, Gabe? Yeah, I would like to pick up where you um, described our, like the very, very good example of how complementary um, skill sets and, and personalities and perspectives can become, instead of becoming, instead of being a separation uh, cause, they should be a, a coherence cause, like all the other way, like 180% uh, reverse. And this is something that uh, it's very easy to uh, work with as a leader to pick up on exactly that. What is it that everybody has, which is special, uh, unique, uh, and makes them them? Because again, we are not a, a set of robots that you put together and we are just, just naming ourselves a team. We are humans and we are very, very different. Uh, any, any way someone would see someone else being similar, it's 100% uh, incorrect. We are so much different um, from each other. And what a leader can do is uh, starting from that, what is it that 
each team member can bring to the table and make them feel like, like that is really important to the team and, and that's really a, a huge contribution to the team and leverage on that instead of looking for flaws and looking for what they fucked up or what they lack or something like that. Uh, look for what they want to um, uh, achieve more of and what they like to do more of and what they, you know, uh, maybe they, they're not bringing it up because they think it would be stupid or it would be discouraged or it, it would make them seem, uh, you know, silly or something like that. But a, a, a very good leader would pick up on that and see what everybody can bring together and uh, being special and, and feeling included. And when you do that, the, the power that you give to those team members, it's immense. It's a, it's a driving force uh, that when they come together and make it, you know, work, it's a compounded effort. It, it's huge. Uh, and it's much bigger than whatever uh, leader can do by themselves. It, it's, a, it's a very, it's a different level of magnitude. So when, when a, when a true leader gives that power and makes the team members feel they are really special and they can bring their everything to the table, uh, all of them, you know, all of you is welcome. It's, it's a very huge concept that uh, I, I, <laughs> I would say I discovered recently, but um, as, a, as a leader, as a partner, I think if you use that in any area of your life, and especially in team dynamics, when you feel every team member feel all of them are welcome, it's a huge win for everybody. Uh, that leader would have a team forever, and and they will be invested, as you mentioned, and uh, work uh, together to achieve the team vision. Yeah, thanks. And so what I'm hearing you saying is that a leader should, first of all, assess his team's skills to better understand where his strengths, where his team member strengths are. That would be a first step if we were to deconstruct how uh, um, to change this uh, team dynamic, how can a leader change the team dynamic? It would be first of all to assess, to openly assess a team's member, a team members' skills, strengths, and see where each individual is suited for the role of in the team and the other thing that i'm hearing you say is to invite openly invite everyone have open discussions about the inclusivity of their different backgrounds different experiences so that people feel safe so that people feel included not afraid to speak up not afraid mm. to share their thoughts and ideas because i think many in many teams um there's no intention to talk about this really. And I think we need to bring in, as leaders, we need to bring intentionality. We need to, to open the space for, for all team members to feel safe, regardless of whether they agree or do not agree with the other, with other team members or with us as leaders. Right. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Because I think there's uh, there, another concept that maybe we, we will be talking about, maybe we'll do an episode uh, in the future on is how a, constructive uh, can, um, arguments can be mm -hmm. in moving a team forward mm -hmm. right? mm -hmm. instead of if, in if, instead of turning um, a disagreement into a personal vendetta, a personal fight, turning a disagreement into a constructive 
a tool to move forward. And maybe we'll talk about that uh, in the future. So um, this is, I think this is really huge. If you as a leader can achieve that, assess each individual in your team and see where their strengths are and then have open conversations around the fact that everyone is included and invite everyone to to freely express their opinions when there is a team meeting and there are things that they feel can be done in a different way and together as a team uh, take a decision whether the, the idea or the, the constructive feedback they receive is uh, makes sense for, for the team achieving the goal for the goal that they're, they're looking to achieve. And I think this is, um, this is a really powerful way for a leader to change a team dynamics when people feel safe, when people feel included, uh, when people feel acknowledged, seen, the whole dynamic of the team, the, the way people show up in a team is very different and it's different mm. in a positive way. The impact it has, it's a positive impact uh, on, uh, on team performance. Now, um, as a team leader, it's, it's quite different when you're trying to change a team dynamic because you're biased, right? So uh, sometimes you have your your personal preferences, you've worked with the person for a long time, uh, you've been leading the team for a long time, or maybe you're new to the team, they're already power, uh, uh, power, powerful uh, groups within your team that um, um, are very difficult to, to penetrate and... Um, I wanted us to talk, and this is this is something that uh, we did not uh, um, plan on talking about. But I wanted us to talk about how can coaching, team coaching, help improve this team dynamic? Uh, Gabe, if you want to talk about that a bit, uh, and why bringing a team coach, uh, uh, somebody, an expert from outside, can help speed up the process of improving this team dynamic. Uh, yeah, thank you for. Um raising this uh, very rich subject and and biases can also be a full episode or even more than one episode uh, using um, uh, first of all acknowledging biases uh, within the team dynamics and uh, the power plays and the factions and everything that is driving uh, uh, in, in one, one way or another uh, the, the team results you know they can drive them down or they can drive them up um, uh, I would like to pick up this uh, subject from where, where you said about assessing and, and assessing individuals and their strengths and their skill sets. It's, it's very important. But it, what it's also critical is to assess the team vision as a whole. And um, when you do that by not singling out uh, individual team members, but look at look for that voice as a symphony, as I mentioned before, when you have a screenshot or an X-ray, as I like to call it, on what the team is, how the team perceives all this stuff or all these uh, uh, issues, uh, then you can have like a two perspective, two-way perspective, and it's richer than just doing individual uh, DISC or MBTI or predictive index or other individual tools. And and of course we have our uh, team coherence index uh, assessment, which is very powerful. Uh, and we do that when we start the team coaching process. And this is where we, uh, where you ask me to pick up on the team coaching and how we can help uh, leaders um, change 
the team dynamics and make it uh, into a constructive and ongoing improvement process for the team. Uh, so the, the the assessment of what the team thinks and where they are, where they think they are, it's also part of what we discussed earlier of empowering the team and, and saying, "Hey, I, we, let's see where you think we are," not, not uh, opposed to "Let me tell you where you are." You know, like the top-down manager would say, "Oh, you are bad," or uh, "You fucked up," or "We are going into a wrong direction." You know. But uh, a, a powerful leader and an inspirational leader says, hey, what do you think? Where, where do you think we are? You know, let's see. What do you think? And, and the, the Team Coherence Index is doing just that. So after doing that, uh, going further with the team coaching process, if the leader decides it's a, it's a good idea because they might decide if they want to do training or team building or whatever, you know, going out for a beer. Uh, but if they decide for like more a more fundamental shift in the team dynamics, so they um, uh, they delegate us to work with uh, their team uh, throughout through our systemic team coaching uh, frameworks. Then uh, what can be done is uh, uh, working with these underlying forces uh, from the team dynamics. Um, in multiple areas of their team life. The basic stuff that uh, a lot of people and leaders overlook is the team meetings, the regular team meetings. Uh, you know, they, they keep um, doing them in the same way. And at the end of the team meetings, uh, I think we had our first episode on that, uh, there is no clear decisions. Uh, people come in and go without saying anything. And all the other stuff that's happening over there. So we work on the on the structure and the energy flow and the information flow in the team meetings. That's the, the basic stuff. We do that on on a um, several iterations until they pick up on a, on a more healthy uh, structures and, and and they go with it. Uh, another way of doing it is doing a, an immersive one day team coaching um, experience, which is, I would say, the most powerful uh, shifting in, in a single uh, time frame, shifting uh, perspective, because you take the team out of their environment, out of the offices, and we work with them for one day in a, in a different geography, in a different setup uh, with uh, tools and frameworks that they never had. And uh, we are sure of that because they're custom-made <laughs> and they're born within our company. And um, they have a very different experience of uh, working together in a different setup. And that's the most powerful um, framework. Or we can do other workshops that can take from three to six hours and uh, uh, help the team uh, work on their team goals, um, you know, innovation sprints or other types of uh, collective uh, exercises and collective um, ways of, of building the team. Cool. Thank you for, for sharing all these different ways that uh, team coaching can help a leader improve their team dynamics. Uh, you can find out more about our assessment tool also 
in on our website at rosenthalcoaching.com forward slash team dash coin you also can find us more information about what we do at rosenthal coaching at rosenthalcoaching.com you can reach out to us on linkedin uh we are both of us present there our team is there so do you have any closing remarks gabe before we say goodbye for to our audience for this episode yes um i think um for the managers there who want to become leaders uh just look for uh, if they really want to you know uh, make their team better look for the unseen forces that are driving uh, the team forward or backward sometime uh, and even if you don't work with team coaches uh, you can do a lot of stuff uh, without without us and uh, i encourage you to try to do everything you can without uh, external if it's possible without external help uh, but look for what everybody's not saying look for why everybody's sitting in the same place at the, at the meeting always look for why is everybody uh, speaking in the same order more more or less at the same meetings um, and, and all the other uh, you know uh, pieces of team dynamics that you can see for yourself uh, without an external uh, support from us but if you do want to uh, make a, a sustainable change in the team dynamics and in the results we are open to work with uh, all leaders who really want to do stuff for their team. So looking forward to work with you. Thank you, Gabe. Thank you, everyone, for watching us. Uh, feel free to reach out to us, connect with us on, on LinkedIn. Um, and see you in the next episode, next Wednesday, 9 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. Stay safe, stay well, and see you soon. Bye, everyone. Thank you, Stavuta, and bye, everyone. Thank you for watching. <laughs>